have an army. We have a Hulk. Welcome to episode 124 of We Have a Hulk podcast where we talk all things film, TV, and sometimes comic books. I'm one half of your host, Nicola. And I'm co-pilot Chris. And we're going to be talking about in this week's Rise of Skywalker special then, Chris. Right, we've got Home the Hulks, where we'll be talking about what we've been up to at Christmas and the lead up to it. We've got our Rise of Skywalker review. Controversial. Ooh. We've got an interview with the stars from... Lost in Space. <laughs> We're Which is be, great, by the way. Yes, yeah, Season 2 that. is now on Netflix. Um, we've got, we're not going to be announcing the winner of our competition this time. We're going to be doing that on Twitter, so head over to Twitter forward slash We Have a Hulk Pod. We've got a new competition where we'll be giving away some We Have a Hulk enamel pins, Ooh. if you want one of those. For your dinner jacket so and similar... Bags and yes. accessories. <laughs> so if you're into that sort of thing, head over to our Twitter as well, yep. and you'll find that there. And then we've got a whole topics. We're going to be discussing your top TV and movies of 2019. Jam-packed episode. Yeah. So I uh, just got to say, I hope you've all had a fantastic Christmas. Let yes. us know what you got up to over on Twitter. And uh, a very happy New Year's Eve, Eve. It won't be at the time, but no, it is now. It is now, yes. So okay. happy New Year, everyone. Yes. <laughs> Okay, so let's kick things off with At Home with the Hawks. What have you been watching, reading and doing the past couple of weeks then, Chris? Right, doing. We went to see Michael Bubble, didn't we? We saw Michael Bubble, yes. <laughs> it was great. We had a lot of fun with Michael Bubble. I enjoyed it way more than I thought it would. I mean, I thought I'd enjoy it, but I think the guy just really knows how to put on a show. Yeah, like he, he's he, just such a performer, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, and it really ramped it up. Like, it, it did seem to kind of... Do you know what I mean? Like the intensity grew okay. as the show went on, right? And like it, it had like he had like a big orchestra and everything, and the, the, the first they were just playing this their instruments, and it was it was good, and he was singing it and stuff, and he was making jokes and things. It was really funny. Yeah, funny than really realized. funny guy. He was and like then, at one point he was like, "I got a surprise guest for you all," and then <laughs> everyone was like, "Oh," and then he was like, "Ed Sheeran," and everyone went mental, and he was like, ah, "No, he's not coming out." <laughs> and then he got really upset because like, everyone was so excited to see Ed Sheeran. <laughs> yeah, I feel like you want to see him more than you do me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then as it went on, like the the orchestra would start getting up and dancing, getting into it and things, and then they would do little interludes with him and stuff like that. Yeah. More, yeah, it was really good. Was there was a trumpet player who actually sang a song, which yes. was quite good. Yeah. Yes. I would recommend going to a Michael Bublé concert. Bublé. A Bublé. 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 Uh, you went to a 1917 screening. Oh my gosh, it was so good. You cried. Such a good film. I didn't cry. You bored your eyes out, didn't I you? I did not cry. Nearly. Just sobbing. <laughs> I think Neil did. sobbing. Oh. No, uh, there was, yeah, it was just very affecting. Okay? okay, and then I had a moment where I was just I was going through my emotions with Neil in in outside of Soho, and and then John Byrne for the Punisher war bus, and he was like, "Oh, Nick, that was the Punisher," and I was like, "Oh my god!" The Punisher walks past you. Meanwhile, you're bawling your eyes out. Oh well, no, no. Is that what's happening here? I was just having a hard time, you know. <laughs> Sure. Uh, but he was going very fast. I feel like he didn't want to be uh, didn't want to be disturbed. Yeah, mm. as in do not disturb. Do mode. not look at me. Do not talk to me. Do not interact mode. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah, nineteen seventeen. Oh my gosh, it's not out yet, which is annoying because I, I would have put it up there in my top films of twenty nineteen. Uh, but fantastic, so good. I mean, ju- it's just a technical feat. The whole film is. It's not one cut, but it looks like it is, you know, mm. with the camera. Yeah. And it's just so immersive and the sound design and 
oh, you're just right in there and it's just like a barrage of like, oh, salt on the senses and so gripping. And the whole time I was there on the edge of my seat, like, what is happening? <laughs> oh, I can't take this. But it's, oh, yeah. Go and see it, guys. Just just go and see it. And then you'll, then you'll understand. I have to see that one. Yeah. You still need to see Dunkirk. That's true. We went to Nando's and some arcades in London <laughs> with Geico, Neil and Martin. We did. That was a good day. We did some Christmassy things and uh, we discovered Beat Saber that day and from <laughs> our lives were forever changed. Forever changed. <laughs> yes. We went to see my parents and Nan for a pre-Christmas lunch. Yep. And then we went to your parents' For a Christmas lunch, with, we did um, on actual sister. Christmas, yes, yes, uh, with my Christmas. sister and her dog Lulu, who's very cute. Yes, yes, and then we spent Boxing Day at Nicola's Grounds. Yeah, yeah. with uh, my cousin running around like a crazy person. Small cousin, yes, <laughs> yes, small cousin. He's young. He's not just small. Like he's a child. Yeah, he's like nearly three. <laughs> he's not <a> yeah, <laughs> sorry. Three. He had these new like trucks and diggers and things, yeah, it was, and yeah. it was quite a lot of fun. Actually. Yeah, I was playing with those toys. <laughs> yeah, um, and then we went to see Come From Away. Yes, the, the musical. Musical. Hmm. And it was really good. I wasn't kind of expecting it, if that makes sense. Yeah, I didn't know what to expect, really. Hmm. But it was really nice, very emotional, very... They didn't really have much. They just had chairs and things. Yeah. They kind of just... But it was really clever. Like, the way <laughs> that they, 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 they delivered it. their performance really well. And yeah. It was emotional. It was. I found, I found it emotional. Yeah. I had the, the little froggy... Oh, I'm sorry. What was that? Gone. Were you mocking me earlier about getting emotional and? Uh... <laughs> it was just a froggy throat. Okay. 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 I wasn't bawling my eyes out of John Burnfall. <laughs> okay. 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 But yeah, I would really recommend it if you like musicals and things. If you like Once, I kind of it kind of had that same kind of feel because it was a bit sort of folky and it had the live band on stage and it was kind of cool uh, because it was all about Newfoundland. Yes, a little town in Newfoundland called Gander. Yes. And on and 9-11, essentially, yep. um, all the planes that were still in the sky got diverted to Newfoundland. Yes. To a small town. And it was like hundreds and hundreds of planes, right? Uh, it was like 38 planes. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> right? That's uh, right. Yes. But yeah, they kind of had to... There was a lot do, of people. Yeah, a lot of people in such a small place. 1,700 people, something like that. Something crazy like that, yeah. yeah. So it's kind of an interesting story of how yeah. suddenly the town's population doubled in size. <laughs> yeah, and how they coped with it. How they coped with it and how they yeah, dealt you with know, human generosity feeding everyone and, and looking yeah. after the animals on the flights. And it was really good. Films. Watching films. Yes. Uh, so obviously it's been the festive season, so we've probably watched quite a lot of films. So I should quickly run through these. Chris. Yeah, the ones we watched at home were Home Alone. Yeah. Die Hard. Obviously. <laughs> Staples. Staples. <laughs> yeah. Muppets Christmas Carol. You watched. Yeah. Oh, love it. Elf. Yep. Sister Act. Okay. Never Ending Story. Gremlins. <laughs> Moana and Big. Oh, great, great films. Yeah. Good time. <laughs> Not necessarily all Christmas films, but well, I feel like Christmas films. Yeah. yeah. They feel like the kind of films you watch at Christmas. So, that was good. And at, at the cinema, we saw Jumanji, The Next Level. Yeah, what do you think about this? Other than the child kicking your seat the whole entire time. Oh, <laughs> Bad parents. It was a fun adventure movie. I want more of them, you know? Okay. I really like those type yeah. of movies. There's nothing too deep or interesting about them, yeah. particularly, but they, they're a lot of fun, and I really enjoy the... the Adventure? Adventure. <laughs> yeah. Surprisingly. So, yeah, I'm looking for... It looks like there's going to be another one, judging by the... Uh, yeah, the little thing. sting at the, the end. Sting, yeah. Little Women. Yes, I saw this as an unlimited screening. Uh, this was very good, but it, it was long, and I felt it, if that makes sense. But I loved the whole, you know, female empowerment, and, and they wanted to be something other than just wives, and yeah, mm. I liked how they all kind of had their own separate stories, and how they kind of interconnected, and okay. there were lots of feels... Yeah. Yeah, I, I support the message, but I just thought the <laughs> film looked not not for me. Okay, like, that's fair enough. It looked too period drama for my taste. Okay. 
Jojo Rabbit. Oh my gosh, this was so good. Bruh. Again, if this, if this, because this is going to be released on New Year's Day, which bothers me, because it would definitely be in my top films uh, of the year. I think yeah. it was just fantastic. I love Taika Waititi, and this was. I, mean, I can't remember what the genre of New Zealand films is called. But it was fantastic. It really fitted that. I mean, it was hilarious. It was very heartfelt. But then it was also really tragic. And Yeah. yeah. It was kind of bummer about the sad parts. But that's kind of the situation. <laughs> yeah. And also it's kind of Taika Waititi's style. True. So I'm okay with it. <laughs> okay. But yeah, I had a really great friend at the start of the movie. And yeah. then it get a little bit sadder and stuff. But Oh my gosh, his friend is the best character ever. <laughs> <laughs> was he British as well? No, I don't think he was. I feel like he was. I don't know. I was kind of going to New Zealandish. Oh, okay. Hmm, interesting. Um, but also, um, what's his name? The guy from Moon. Oh, the actor. I thought he was uh, yeah, yeah. hilarious. Uh, Samuel. 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 Rockwell. Yeah. Samuel Charlie. Samuel, Charlie. <laughs> Samuel Rockwell. <laughs> um, no, he's fantastic. So I would, yeah, just go and see this film. It's fantastic. It really is worth your time. Yes. What is not worth your time, however? Cats. Yes. Oh. <laughs> so I. I'm going to say it. I love the musical. I'm a bit of a musical... You're a Cats fan. Oh, yeah. Cats fan. I like Cats too. So I kind of went into this. I I know the reviews were absolutely awful, but I had a bit of a morbid curiosity. And plus, I really liked the musical. I was like, I kind of want to make my own decision up. But everyone was right. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, everyone said it looked ridiculous. And I was kind of like, well, yeah, but it's Cats. Yeah. Obviously. (laughs) But they they were completely right. It It wasn't. It wasn't great. And there was this one scene where I was like, am I on drugs right now? It was just so weird. When it was, um, you know, the little insects were marching and, yeah. and um, what's it, Rebel Wilson, like, unzipped her fur and it was like... Yeah, she had- Waistcoat. That's what I don't get. Why? Why didn't they just dress up in costumes? Like the musical, that would have been so much better. They just put the time in and made nice costumes and stuff, and actually done it more like a play, but with nice sets and surroundings (laughs) and stuff. It would have been. It would have felt more authentic Mm. and. And the usual CGI, CGI, wasn't it? Let's let's not shy away from that. Uh, But yeah, it just didn't translate well from stage to screen, in my opinion. I didn't understand it. Where the hell did that cat go? It's so weird. It's such a weird (laughs) poem, guys. Anyway, it's a poem. (laughs) What the hell is a jellical cat? I I still can't figure that out. It's a TSN a poem, and yeah, I did look it up. So jellical, it stands. It's like a. It's like short for small jolly. Cats or something, isn't it? Right, and then there's okay. pollicle dogs, which is poor um, little dogs. Right. Yeah. It makes <laughs> just, sense. Just a trip, a whole entire trip. Anyway, that's that's it. Except for Star Wars, obviously, which we'll we'll be talking about in this episode. Oh, we did go and see Spies in Disguise today. Oh yes, we did. Mm, I really liked it. I know you're like it's fine. <laughs> it wasn't great. Oh, it's not my kind of film. I don't know why I too... liked it so much. I was like laughing a lot. <laughs> I yeah, was I like, noticed, uh... but... Why are you why laughing? Are you <laughs> nice sort of wholesome it's a kid's film I think there was like two good laughs in that film. okay and there was me like oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it was I a had a whale ridiculous. of a time okay it made no sense <laughs> but it was fun and anyway, they had loads of gadgets but was it though birds. was it really fun it was for me okay okay fine right. fine that's films. Let's do okay, TV. TV. Watchmen. Finished it. Oh, what do you think? Wow. Oh, oh boy. Wow. Oh, oh boy. wow. Yes. Uh, the oh, actually, I'm going to say something a bit controversial. Okay, interesting. Possibly. Loved it. Finale. Slightly weak. Oh, oh maybe. That I don't good. know. But yeah, fantastic. Blew me out of the water. Was Great not show. prepared Great, for how show. good this was going to be. Agreed. Next, finished Mr. Robot forever. Oh. 
it's so sad. This is one of my favourite TV shows of all time, and yeah. it's excellent written, and it's brilliantly made, and just the camera work and everything, and all the depth, and the subject matter and everything, and it might it probably beats Breaking Bad for like the best TV made ever. Wow. I mean, the finale was amazing. They did it quite well. Even though I was like, when it ended, I kind of threw a little softball at the TV. (laughs) Like, how could you end it like this? I enjoyed that. Um, That was a good ending. True. They ended it well, which is always a A tough ask. Yeah. So. It made me laugh on Reddit. You know, did you ever see the meme about Game of Thrones? (laughs) How they drew the horse over the seasons? Like, it started off really well drawn, and then Uh... it got to, like, a kid drawing the end of it. (laughs) And then um, then on Reddit, everyone did, like, well, this is how you do a a horse drawing. And and then it was, like, getting better as the seasons Uh, go on. And it was like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. I see what you did. Reversed it. Flipped it, reversed it. Mm. Mandalorian. Mandalorian. There's been a lot of good TV going on. 2019 has been very good. Um, I know we haven't quite got onto the whole topics yet. Uh, but yeah, loved it. Saw finale. Fantastic. Yes. Finally, John Favreau and Taika Waititi, they nailed that Star Wars film. That partnership. That oh, partnership. Friend- <laughs> yeah. What was that? Just kids. <laughs> just kids. <laughs> yeah. I just can't wait for more of this. I think Disney should just hand the keys to them. Yeah. For Star Wars, just give it. Get yeah. to Taika Waititi and John Favreau. <laughs> yeah, The Witcher. Yes. Oh, bit of a slight uh, yeah. dropping quality there. Um, I think it was Neil that said it was a bit BBC. Yeah. Is that right? and then I totally like, agree with that. Okay. <laughs> totally agree with that. It feels a bit like Merlin. You remember that show, Merlin? <laughs> I never watched Merlin, but I know of Merlin, yes. I mean, it was good. It had like magical stuff in it and everything, but it wasn't particularly well made. And this okay. definitely has a higher production value than that. But it just feels like they forgot to finish it properly or something. <laughs> like, the way it's shot and the locations and sets and everything are great. Mm. Like the costumes and the prosthetics and stuff. Yeah. But it just feels like they ran out of time or money or something when it came to the edit because there's, <laughs> yes. th- like the story is told in a fragmented way, which is fine. Oh, maybe spoilers. It's just told in a... Okay, okay. <laughs> I don't think that's spoilers. Okay, well, it's based on the first novel, which is basically a whole load of short stories. So that's how it's adapted. Right. But my point is here is that it's just not very... Well, signposted. Not very so cohesive. Yeah, okay. You can't really... At least for me, it was a little bit confusing as to what was well, going on. Well, you just kind of dropped right into this new world, weren't you? And it was a bit like, okay, what's what's yeah. going on here? I, I like fantasy, but who are these creatures? I mean, what's yeah. going on with the war? <laughs> and then it just... It, the, like I was saying, it doesn't feel finished. Like, the colour grading doesn't feel finished. The sound design maybe doesn't feel quite finished. Creatures. The effects don't feel quite finished. Like the you know? goat thing? Oh, not great. <laughs> yeah. Um... Yeah, but regardless, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, it's so strange, isn't it? it's a weird one. <laughs> yeah. I think yeah, the the main the main meat is there. It's yes. good and it's got cool stories and cool magical vibe and everything. Mm. I would like more, please. I'm looking forward to yeah. more. Yeah. And Henry Cavill's fantastic. <clears throat> He's great. Um, I love the first and the final episodes. I think they came together really well. And yes. when you kind of worked out what was going on, which I'm not going to go into, it was like, oh, that's kind of clever. Mm. Hopefully they can take some feedback from the first yeah. season and maybe <laughs> pick the second season a little But I'm really enjoying the book as well. I think that's very good. Cool. So we're probably about halfway through Lost in Space season two yep. at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, each episode is fairly formulaic, like something goes wrong and, and they, they have, have to, to science their way out. Yeah, science. <laughs> science pitch. But yeah, I really love it. Excellent sci-fi show. Great overarching storyline. Really into this one. What about you? Yeah, 
I really like it. I like the family. I think they're good. Yes. I love the doctor. I think she's She's, great. Yeah, she's great. Uh, The engineer's very good. We saw the chicken as well. Chicken's fun. So, yeah, yeah, really love this. Um, Although, yeah, I think think production-wise is up there as well. I think they do really well. And a lot of it was shot on scene as well um, in Iceland. On location, sorry. Shot on scene. And I think they made the most of it. I like, yeah. Yeah. It was very physical and... Hmm. Yeah. And then we watched some festive TV. Big Fat Quiz. Oh, we played that every year. We did yeah. awfully this time, didn't we? Yeah, we played along and we lost. So. <laughs> yes. And, but they get like nine hours. I'm pretty sure they have it like a whole day <laughs> yeah. in the studio. I mean, they filming. get drink, they get pizza. <laughs> We're just chomping away. Yeah. Uh, then we watched Gavin and Stacey. Oh, what did you think? I enjoyed it. It was good. Oh, that cliffhanger. Bah. I still think that Gavin and Stacey are the weakest characters in it. Really? Oh, oh, yeah, no, I know what you mean. Yeah, it's all about like Nessa and Smithy, isn't it? Exactly. And Bryn and. Mm. And did you know? I found out this the other day. Um, What's it called? Young. um, You you know, their kid. Yeah, the baby. Yeah. Yeah. It's the same actor from the baby to the actual. Oh, yeah. I was like, that's so sweet. Because they do they do Christmas specials every so often, don't they? I was like, aww. Neil, the baby. Yeah. Yes. So, playing. Oh, can we just say, we've got a couple of things on New Year's Day. So, Doctor Who Returns, which mm. I'm hesitant about, but I'm hoping that it's going to be better than the first season. Mm. I think Jodie Whittaker's very of good. Her, of her, kind of. Oh, yeah, of her arc, sort right. of thing. Also, we've got Dracula coming up, which will be quite interesting. Yes. I think it looks pretty good. Um, and also, Miranda! Yay! Miranda! Miranda special! Very excited. So, yeah. I hope at least for guys on it. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, um, playing Nicola got me new Super Mario Brothers U and Pokemon Sword for the Switch. Yep. I haven't started Pokemon yet though. Also got an Oculus Rift S. Oh, I mentioned this earlier so for the living room PC. So we've been playing some like Keep Talking and Nobody Explodes and also Beat Saber. I've been playing loads of that. And I love Rick and Morty as well. So one of the creators of that, Justin Roiland, has a game studio called Squanch Games. Squanch. Yeah. <laughs> right. So I've been playing two of. The two of those on VR as well. So one's yep. called Accountancy Plus and one's called Trevor Saves the Universe. <laughs> Trevor is weird. Trevor's I was weird. trying to read while you were playing that and I, I kept mean, it's like, a weird, looking at it. Anything by like, Justin Roiland is going to be weird. But <laughs> yeah. It's great. Yeah. I mean, there's loads of profanity and like vulgar references and stuff. <laughs> yes. So, but, but then, yeah, if you're happy with that, uh, then yeah. I would very much recommend this. Um, also, we got to, we missed out Rick and Morty. We've been watching the latest oh, yeah. series of Rick and Morty. What did that? you think about this? I liked the dragon one and I liked the snake one the best. <laughs> They're just so weird. Yeah, there's there's been a couple of ones which they're, they're just completely off the wall. I feel like I feel like they did have some depth previously and some of these just don't anymore. They're just yeah, like, they're I just balls care. to the wall weird. Yeah, they're just crazy. But I enjoy yeah. them still. It's fun. And I really just like Justin Roiland's humour and everything. Yeah. So And the voices and everything. Yeah, it's all good. Yeah, so it's on 4 d now, by yes. the way. Not Netflix, weirdly. Yeah, that's that. Okay, that's that's fantastic. That. Should we go on to the, the uh, Rise of Skywalker review? Let's.
So Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker rounded off the Skywalker saga and flew to cinemas on the 19th of December 2019. Directed by J.J. Abrams, the synopsis is, after Palpatine mysteriously returns, the Resistance faces the First Order once more in the final chapter of the Skywalker saga. <laughs> so Chris, what were your initial thoughts going in and out of the screening? Well, I was bloody worried, wasn't I? <laughs> yeah, um, always worried about Star Wars. Yes, I was one of the people that enjoyed The Last Jedi, so having Rian Johnson ousted to get JJ back felt like the wrong move to me. Okay, fair enough. It was supposed to be Colin Trevorrow. Well, I can't remember that guy's name. Yeah. You're the one who did Jurassic World. Mm. And then for some reason they took him off the project. Okay. It's all very, it's all, it's all a mess. I mean, I don't feel like JJ's right for Star Wars personally. Controversial, but okay. Yeah, I'm sure I'm fairly alone on that one. But there's, there's that. that. Okay. Um, coming out overall, I came out having had a decent experience with it. It was fun and there was some heart in there. <laughs> but was... overall, nothing particularly amazing. I didn't think, and it had a lot of problems and honesty. I was bored for maybe the first... Honesty. <laughs> honesty. <laughs> I was bored for maybe the first um, third okay. of the movie. Yeah. Um, but I felt it found some meaning in the second act. Yeah. And I started getting more into it at that point. Still many issues, but overall it came around for the most part, maybe. Possibly. Fair enough. What about you? Uh, so going in... Um... Like you, I was nervous because it like The Force Awakens and The Last Jedi were so totally different. Yeah. I was like, how the hell are they gonna like round this off? Um coming out, I thought it was like super overstuffed with crazy pacing and a few issues, but I thought it was kind of like a fitting end. I mean it was it was a ridiculous feat to finish the saga in the first place anyway, yeah, wasn't it? So and like with some parts of the fandom I don't think anyone's gonna be happy. So it was always going to be tough, wasn't it? So Yeah, I feel like yeah. it came close. Yeah, okay. I feel like it came close. Hmm. So. Okay, so characters. So I've kind of just split this up into new additions and then no characters. Oh, okay, yeah. Oh, should we say, do we do spoiler, like, from off the bat? Yeah. Because you kind of should have seen I this can't. now, I can't right? Even. Yeah. I, I've seen it twice, so. <laughs> sure, I can't, I can't really, I can't divide it up. At yeah, okay. I mean, so, there's too much to talk about, yeah. okay? From, from here on out, there will be spoilers. So go and watch it. And then come back and listen to the rest of the podcast. Indeed. Yeah. So no additions. I really like that um, that new creature that worked on C three PO. That was so uh, funny. It was, it was, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And it was quite funny and said um, some good one liners and things. And also that one with the one wheel, the like the little hair dryer, little hair dryer yeah. thing. That's quite cute. <laughs> no, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> that, was a, like. that was like me in a droid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, and it seemed like they fixed a lot of the bad CGI. Like with you remember that weird alien creature with the big sort of eye sockets and the small eyes? Okay, yeah, Chris, you can't see Chris because doing great radio, but um, yeah, yeah, I forget her name. Oh, but she had the, um, the she Maz, had the Maz Maz something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I felt like they fixed her to some degree and stuff like that because okay. she was she was a big thorn for me. Oh, really? Um, just didn't look too great in the previous ones. New additions, good stuff. Okay. Thumbs up yep. for those. <laughs> so, should we start off with the big ones? So, Kylo Ren and Ray. Sure. Never really clicked with Ray, personally. I okay. um, don't know quite what it is, but it's the same with her and Finn and Poe. Yeah. I never really, I don't know, I, found, I, find, I still find them pretty uninteresting characters, <laughs> right. personally. Okay. But Kylo Ren, I mean, up until this movie, I found him pretty uninteresting too. But this movie had a good arc, and I, I really like that. And I think there was a lot of like. Emotion? There was a lot of emotion and depth. Yeah. 
you know? Adam Driver's was great anyway, yeah. isn't he? So I think his character had the most depth out of all these, the characters in this Yeah, trilogy, and yet they personally. didn't do him justice at the end. Agreed, agreed, Sorry. So, same as you, I really love Kylo Ren, uh, slash Ben. <laughs> I love how that rhymed. Um, and Ray, yeah, Ray's a funny one. I think it's because she was always quite a mysterious character with not a lot of background, so you can mm. really... Kid. But then again, if you go back to the originals, um, Han Solo didn't really have that much of a background... True. Luke, Leia. But they all had very individual tra- they just, traits, didn't they? They sort they? of exploded onto the screen with yeah. all this character and like you got little glimpses of what they were like as people and stuff mm. like that. And yeah, but do you think Poe's like are super charismatic? Um, Fight pilot. And I really I like think Poe. that's the idea. I don't think it quite works <laughs> Did it not translate to you? I, I think it's like his dialogues for, and some of the comedy okay. aspects and things. I, don't, I just don't quite think it works for me. Okay, fair Doesn't enough. Doesn't quite feel believable. Okay, let's go 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 for Finn then. What did you think about Finn this time around? Yeah, similar really. It didn't. Did he do much in this? One? Not really. <laughs> no, he just ran after Ray, going Ray. Yeah. Uh, was the main thing. I again, like you, I thought it was very much wasted as a character. Yeah. Um, though he had more to do in the Last Jedi, but I feel like they kind of reversed that in this film. Yes. Um, they teased the whole force sensitive thing with him, and I then didn't that, really yeah. go anywhere. That's Ray, one of I've my... got to tell you something. I've got to yeah, tell you something. Yeah, I have something. an issue with that. We'll talk about that <laughs> okay. in the story part. Uh, yeah. Rose? Rose. Oh, well. <laughs> she like, was relegated, really, wasn't yeah. she? Because obviously all that backlash and everything. It's mm. quite sad, really. I don't get it. I'm surprised she even showed up for this yeah, one. Yeah, really. true. I just think it was awful how she got given this kind of good platform in The Last Jedi, and then here she had like one minute of screen time. Yeah, but that's because of the backlash. We, we know why, but... <laughs> okay, <yeah. laughs> we know why. <laughs> Uh, Leia. I think she was very interesting. I like how they closed her arc off. Yeah. All things considered. And it did leave me a little bit, you know, foggy froaty. I thought that was like... I didn't quite understand that, to be (laughs) honest. But yeah, she was good. She was good. But then again, like, why... You know, why did they just reveal that she was, like, trained as a Jedi now? That was a bit weird, right? I I, I liked the implication in the last one that she'd always had this ability. She'd always been able to connect with the Force, but she never really... (laughs) Never never bothered with it, yeah. Yeah, she never felt the need. Like, she had these other people around her that were doing those things and and that she could do it if she needed to, but she wasn't super into it. I kind of like that idea. (laughs) I kind of like that idea. And now this idea that she's some sort of master. Mm. And also when she showed up with... Ray and Ray was like just sitting there floating and things flying around her. I was kind of like, oh, I don't like that. <laughs> I like the idea that there was, I mean, even in the original trilogy when Yoda was like lifting the X-Wing out of the water and stuff, he had to really try. Yeah. You know, it wasn't some easy thing. And she's just sitting there like it's nothing and things are flying around her and stuff. <laughs> right. I just, I don't know. There's been advancements in the Force, yeah. Chris. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's quickly run through the last couple. So Lando, what did you think about seeing him again? That was good, yeah. Yeah. Although he didn't really ask about Han, did he? <laughs> I was like, uh, okay. I assume he does. It's a small, small it's galaxy. Small. Yeah. <laughs> Chewie. I mean, I really like Chewie, and he had a he read a raw deal on this one. Oh, awful deal! Yeah. Like, at one point, I was like, I'm leaving I mean, if he's dead. He had a pretty bad deal, didn't he? <clears throat> True. Everyone but he knows and loved is dead. I feel like he wow. was. Yeah, a lot of the storylines I felt were pretty contrived, and he yeah. was part of that as well, which I didn't like. So. Mm, I felt like he was part of it so they could go to the ship and... and yeah. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Okay, so the Emperor. Ooh. I liked all the Palpatine stuff. Palpatine? Palpatine? Palpatine stuff. Palpatine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was good. I didn't think it really paid off, unfortunately. I think I they could thought... have gone a better direction with it. Well, right don't... at the end. Yeah. I think it was good up until right at the end. 
Okay. Yeah. Should we get into that then? Should we, should we go into story? <laughs> sure. Sure. So, it was the, the bit I'm talking about is literally right at the end where she's like, I am Skywalker or whatever. Like, who, who are you? I am Skywalker. Oh, uh, oh, the bit right at the end. Oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah. I wish she'd said Palpatine because that would have been at least <laughs> yeah. something interesting. True. Like, I'm a Palpatine and I'm going to bring the name back from this guy, which completely <laughs> yeah. destroyed it, kind of thing. True. Whereas Skywalker, and there was only the two Force Ghosts there, and that was sad. Um, I would have liked like, everyone. All of them. Everyone yeah. just show up and be like, this is cool. That's We've kind done of it. like how they did it at the end of the original, right. really, wasn't it? Yeah, they should have done that. I mean, but, such a shame with Kylo Ren and everything, mm. just kind of disappears, and he was the best one. Exactly. Thing. Like, I know. That, just, that did annoy me. Also, if he had showed up and like, everyone had, yeah, anyway. <laughs> Okay, yeah. bitter. bitter. Um, I did think it. I mean, if you're like adopted or something, I guess it could be kind of nice to see that kind of representation because yeah. that was kind of like her adoptive family. Yeah, really, it's a nice end, idea. It? it just didn't yeah. really work. Okay, okay. Let's let's go, let's move on from that point. So, <laughs> what do you want to say about the story? For me, I'll quickly spell my views. It did feel a bit game-like how they had to hunt down these two thingamabobbies to get to the Emperor right. and they had to travel across these different planets to find them and it was like, oh, okay, this is, uh, yeah. this is kind of annoying. This is wasting time. I just want to get into it sort of thing. Hmm. Um, yes. I will say I liked, because you said you mentioned like Horcruxes. Yeah. It, it had a <laughs> bit of a Horcrux vibe. Yeah. I like that they went more into the kind of fantasy. Yeah. I think they realised a bit more what Star Wars is kind of originally. Yeah. And they kind of committed to that a bit more, which was good. Okay. Kind of this, like, Horcruxy Wayfinder vibe thing. It was yeah. Good. Uh, so there were two big things, really, weren't there, if you split this film down into it. So we had Ray's lineage revealed as Palpatine. Uh, you had the return of Palpatine. And you had Kylo Ren's journey back into Ben. So how do you want to break this down? <laughs> Quite complex, uh, sort of. You go. only really happened towards the end of the film which kind of annoyed me i know they have this whole um also new force powers can we just say like what's it called um when they uh teleport things yeah (laughs) it's crazy randomly fighting in the same place but not and then bits of the world would i'll pass you a lightsaber (laughs) (laughs) it was interesting i did quite like that interesting i like that there was a new angle but it was just like why haven't they done this before it's quite useful power it's difficult (laughs) adding new stuff when you know, we should have seen it before, but yeah. at the same time, it felt like honest to the force, like it would have mm. worked with the force kind of thing. It's, <laughs> True. it's magic, essentially, isn't it? Yeah. So I don't see why not. Mm, fair enough. Should we just talk about the elephant in the room? Was Palpatine supposed to be in it from the start? Was there really? There was no like overarching story, was there? No, it would have been nice if he'd shown up a bit sooner. Maybe I don't know. It was quite. It was quite a nice surprise actually, getting Palpatine back. Okay. I don't know. It was kind of like a. Yeah, I wasn't expecting this, mm. but it actually felt because I was worried we were going to like Snoke was going to come back or something uh, after he's already Snoke been killed. Was a bit and blue. Yeah, exactly. I thought he was a bit. A I like how character. they just went. Yeah, he was a clown sort of thing. Yeah, like, yeah. There's loads of <laughs> yeah, <laughs> There's tons here he of is. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I, I like that they brought him back, and I liked that kind of storyline with Ray and everything. I thought it was good. Yeah. yeah. The film only really got good once it got into that. Exactly. Yeah, that's why yeah. I was kind of annoyed sitting there and I was like, there's so many things happening but nothing interest, nothing, you know, like, and yeah, nothing I mean, meaty. Like I said, sense. I was bored for the first third of the movie. It was but so... it's hard because there were so many things going on as well exactly. and it was so no, fast-paced. But it, was, and... it was like this relentless pace but with yeah. so little substance. <laughs> I was just yeah. sitting there with my eyebrow up. Like, <laughs> what is happening what, right what now? What are you doing? Why is <laughs> yeah. this happening? And it seemed like 
like maybe JJ was trying to fit everything he had planned for the second, the second movie yeah. into it, or maybe he was just it was just hierography because they had no idea what they were doing. <laughs> so they were just like this is what bothers distracting me, you from the fact that nothing's happening. Oh, should we just should we talk about it? So. The vision. Was there a vision? Was there not a vision? I know it's not Kevin Feige, but look what he did for Marvel films. He planned them all yeah. out. Kathleen Kennedy, I don't know how much she was involved, but, you know, with the whole Rian Johnson not doing the third one. Mm. Colin Trevor kicked off. Ugh. Yeah, I feel like maybe originally George Lucas may have had a vision for it, but then didn't want to share but it did or something. He? Oh, okay. Because, right. like, he got really pissed off that everyone hated yeah. his movies like, after a while. So I'm he's just, just like, gonna I'm just going to get rid of this of and movie. you can deal with it. <laughs> yeah. And then maybe they had, like, a, an idea of the plot and stuff, but then, of course, Carrie Fisher and everything. Right, true. So there were things that must have changed mm. when it was going. On the other hand, I don't think it was too bad. Like, they could have... This movie was okay. They could have just made it better. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? They could have fixed... Because I feel like, generally speaking, it got... To the right place. Okay, but it kind of went a roundabout way to get there, really, didn't it? Yeah, just, just <laughs> unnecessary things, and there was, I mean, for me, there was just too much contrivance. Like, a lot of what I say about Star Wars is just opinion, right? Okay. A lot of what everyone says about it is just opinion. <laughs> yeah. It's like, what do we like about it? What do we not like about it? We're going to fight about what we like and we don't like. But in this movie, there was a lot of objectively poor <laughs> decisions. <laughs> right. Because, like, I mean... Yeah, just contrivances. Like, Chewie randomly goes for a walk when they're being actively hunted with that one <laughs> yeah, thing that they need. True. And he gets taken away, and then, like, okay, good, well done. And then <laughs> the part where they go to that planet and meet up with that random lady who from yeah. Poe's past who we don't really know and had exactly the right kind of inverted commas get to the spaceship free card. And then she, she was just conveniently waiting for them and everything. And it was just, it was just, it wasn't clever. It wasn't good writing, was it? And a lot of the dialogue as well. Like, I felt like they were trying to be funny with it, but it, the comedy wasn't landing for me, and it felt it just felt like a bit like the writing wasn't. Like, I feel like the right the bit right at the end, you know, with Poe when he met up with that lady, and he was like doing the doing the come to bed eyes and she went no, and then he was like, oh okay, I tried sort of thing. I was like, oh, that's really oh, creepy. Yeah. Okay, you should yeah. be with Finn, you know, <laughs> the real <laughs> the real ship in this saga. Um, yeah, okay. So um, also, can we just say that? What the hell went on with uh, Force Awakens, as well as Less Jedi, and then this one. And I feel like J.J. Abrams did a big, like, F you to Rian Johnson in a lot of the in a lot of the film. Particularly with the lightsaber. <laughs> How Luke was like, this is the most important thing. And, you know, in, in the, the Last Jedi where he just, like, tossed it behind him. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, oh, come on, guys. Ugh. Yeah, it's just him fighting. I liked the fact that Luke is a human. At the end of the day, or we assume he is. I don't know if he actually is. He's a Tatooinean. But, um, like, just because he becomes a hero at some point doesn't mean he's going to stay, yeah. like, amazing forever. He's going to he's gonna make gonna mistakes again. He's going to feel things. He's going to feel yeah. things. He's going to, you know, he's going to make mistakes. So I like that idea that he was fallible. And then mm. that, you know, actually the lightsaber isn't that important. It's a weapon. Used by the Jedi, you know, it's yeah. not. But then it's it not like, the real important thing. It's like mm, the heart of it isn't the important thing, you know. True, and I like how they were saying how in the second one, um, you know, Ray, oh, your parents are no one, sort of thing, and it mm. wasn't about your heritage; it right. was about who exactly. you are. And I was like, yeah. oh, okay, this is kind of interesting, but I do want to know who the parents are. <laughs> and in this one, they were like, oh, it's Palpatine, and it was like, what the hell? But at least it yeah. wasn't Skywalker. I mean, okay, I'm, I'm kind of okay yeah. with that. It's, like a, it's kind of an <laughs> right. interesting... Okay, shall we get back to the point? Sorry. So Palpatine, yeah. Ray, Kylo Ren. Let's talk about... It was like a trifecta, really. Is that the right word? 
Probably not. (laughs) The main story was about these three characters, correct? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. Can I just say a few things as well? Because I want to go back to that contrivance thing. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Did you not talk about that enough? It's just that thing you brought up earlier where Finn wanted to say something to Ray, but then it never came up again. Uh, Why why keep that in? There were so many unanswered questions in this film. Like, why was Palpatine back? Who were the followers? Where did they all go? That was just really random. Yeah, and when and the Knights of Ren showed up briefly. But I I just think if Um, if if you're not going to bring any value with it, don't just do leave it, it out. Cut yeah, it out. Exactly. Cut it out. Get, leave get it out. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah. Um, so okay, that's it's like Act Two. Ray's going off to find the Sith Horcruxes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like the whole internal struggle. Yeah. The, the the two of those characters' internal struggle, and then the kind of push me pull you struggle they had between the two of them as yes. well. What were really the, what was the phrase that they called them again? Um, because they those two had that strong connection, didn't they? And they called them like a do du- not duality. What was it? That sounds like nonsense to me. <laughs> sounds ridiculous. I don't want, right. I don't want to do well, with that. Well, they were basically saying, because Anakin was the the guy, the saviour, wasn't he, to bring about peace in the Ugh. galaxy Ugh. and blah. Yeah. But it was these two this time round, and the two of them... But ultimately, Kylo Ren got the better end of that deal, because he had actually had a really good arc, didn't he? He did like, have a really good arc, yeah. It just ended with a bit of a whimper, which was annoying. Yeah, which made me sad. It felt a bit Game of thrones But the the main thing that bothered me, so I know I've spoken to you and, and Nerds Chatting and Jack and the Geeks talk about this briefly, um, and Gerko, anyone that could listen, basically. <laughs> I need answers. Um, so in the whole third act, big showdown. Sure. Uh, we had Kylo Ren, well, Ben, at that point. He turned back into Ben. I love yeah. how he just put, like, a sweater on. <laughs> He's like, <laughs> no, I'm just a normal ben. person. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm Ben. Um, and, then, and then you had Ben, you had Ray uh, battling Palpatine, because Palpatine wanted to put his powers into Ray. Yeah. Uh, and there was that weird sacrifice thing. But, yeah, Palpatine, like, sucks their power, like, hocus pocus. Sure. <laughs> I was like, this is weird. Okay. Um, and then uh, Ben flew off, thought he was dead. He wasn't. Um, really? And then, and then Ray heard all the voices of the Jedi. Mm. And what did you think about this? Because this really bothered me. Because I feel they should have done this to Ben. I think Ben was so tragic. Because how long did he suffer for with the Force and yeah. the, the the bad Sith? And and no one appeared to well, what I know. No one appeared to him. Not even Anakin. No one helped him. Why? Why Ray? I'm getting really angry. Sorry. No, I agree. I think <laughs> Ray was the the weaker character in it. Actually, they probably should have just sidelined her, really, and, yeah. and gone ahead with a rent, a color rent, because he already had such a good storyline to that point. Mm. Why not just take it further? And like, he was the actual Skywalker he as was, well. Yeah. I mean, I know that that's that we've already kind of said that's not the important thing. <laughs> True, but it's it's it relevant kind of here. Is, if it's the Skywalker saga, right? I mean, Right. And it then, would come full circle because obviously Anakin started it all and yeah. and Ben would finish it off, you know? Well they could have you know, it could have been the two of them. They could True, have been, yeah. You know, more of a team there rather than mm. I don't know. It wasn't quite right, was it? <laughs> no, I just I just found it just so tragic. Yeah. But, I did I did quite like that all the Jedi had spoke to her. But yeah, yeah I know. What, what did you think like, about that scene by the way? I kinda of would have preferred seeing them, if that makes sense. Yeah, but it was cool to it was nice. cool to hear all the different voices come back and I mean yeah, I mean, if all the ghosts had come back at the end, yeah. then that would have made more sense. But then they didn't. I think so. so. Yeah. Well, it would have been good to see them all behind us sort of and, thing and, and be the, like, ah. They've set the precedent now that the Force ghosts can actually interact with the real world as well. Yeah. So why couldn't they have all come and joined in the battle? You True. Know, sort of like and then Palpatine would have been like, ah. 
So instead of just going like Wonder Woman with yeah. the lightsaber. <laughs> and should she have still become like? Should she have received his power at that point as well? Yeah, the was the whole was sacrifice wondering. thing still happening? Because mm. he's already sucked their powers out or something. Yeah. So the, um, the plan had changed at that point, I guess. Um, true. But she, also, she she wasn't attacking him. Like she was. It was like bouncing back his yeah. powers. Yeah, it's, it's a difficult thought, one. So. He killed himself. She didn't really kill him. True. Yeah, but then it's she did kind of give uh, Ben the kiss of death. <laughs> oh, she kissed him and then he died. Yeah. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I know that was really sad. It was like Game of Thrones, you know, with the whole Jon Snow and Daenerys, and they kissed, and then she died. Oh god! Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was yeah. just really bad how he just floated off. It's like, oh no. Yeah, I, th- I think their kind of story arc was great up until that point, and yeah. then it started to lose its kind of mm. potency. So. Damn you, Jojo! Yeah, I was. Yeah. Okay, right, so we round this off. So visuals, what do you think of the visuals, Chris? Um, it's the one thing I felt they genuinely nailed in this movie. Okay. Just yeah. great visuals. Excellent scale with like the Sith home planet and all those star destroyers and everything. And then on the planet with the Sith oh crap. The, the atmospheric <laughs> effects with the storms and everything, and then there was loads more physical effects and they toned down like the movement on some of the CJ alien characters and stuff, which just helps reduce that uncanny valley mm-hmm. stuff. I yeah, I think it looked great. So that was a good that was probably the most the most goodest thing. <laughs> the most goodest thing. <laughs> about this movie. Okay. I felt. <laughs> yeah. You. I thought, again, very well made film too. Fair play to J.J. Abrams. He knows how to make a good looking film. Yes. And I don't think there were any... It was better than his previous one. There were no um, flares. <laughs> I didn't notice any flares, which surprised me. Okay. Uh, I thought it featured some... Um, sorry? No, it's flares. That's the one. I thought it featured some fantastic lightsaber battles too, which I feel like mm. it's been missing a little bit. So I did appreciate that. Sure. Thank you very much. Sure. Um, and I love the new droid, as you said. I know it's back in characters. But <laughs> I think he looks, yeah. he looks like, you know, the right sort of authenticness. Yeah, I agree. Um, so yeah, yeah. More kind of just bits and pieces stuck together. Yeah. Like it, it had... Hmm. I think they went off track there a bit, trying to make them <laughs> look too much like actual... I don't know. But, I mean, like, I just go into a, a left field a little bit. We love Mandalorian, and we'll talk about it later, but that's what I really like about the Mandalorian. It just feels really authentic yeah. and, like, old-school Star Wars. And this, this, you know, the new droid and, and things like that, that kind of enveloped it a little bit more, than it? Which was good. Yes. Yes. Okay. So give us your rating then, Nicola, and final thoughts Ooh, on the difficult. state of Star Wars. <laughs> on the state of Star Wars. Wow. Oh, you could talk about this for hours, can you? Okay, so uh, when I first came out, the okay. first time I gave it three and a half. Okay. Oh, uh, slash four, second time round. What's that? But, uh, if you we... reviewed it twice? Well, no, oh, no I haven't okay, reviewed seen it, it yet, but just in my head. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So it grew on you a little bit. So it grew on me a little bit, yeah. I did, I did think they ended it well and it was quite emotional arc and yeah i think so i am struggling i don't i don't really know how i feel about this 
<laughs> Still. Um, I did love the bit where, you know, right at the end, they didn't think anyone was going to come, and then Lando came, and there was all these spaceships and stuff, yeah. and I was like, was oh, yeah. 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 Powerful moment, yeah. Yeah, even though no one came in The Last Jedi, but we won't talk about that. <laughs> you see, this is what it is. Yeah. I love some pieces, and then I just think some that are so contrived, do you say, or oh, there's just so many unanswered things, mm. so I'm so conflicted. <clears throat> so, you, uh, for that, I'd probably give it one and a half thumbs up. One and a half, okay. What about you? One thumbs up for me. It was fine. Overall, I had a good time <laughs> with it. Fine. But it's just a shame because I feel like they could have nailed it. Like, they had all the pieces and it was almost there. Maybe they just spent a little more, more time on the script. Like, done a few extra revisions with some input from a few people. Like, John Favreau. And <laughs> yes. it could really ironed out a lot of, if not all of the issues, and made it into a great film, you know. Um it will be very interesting to see what happens with Star Wars going forward. I do think the universe probably needs to be more locked down than, like, the Marvel movies. Okay. Because I kind of feel like it's harder to mess up a superhero movie. Because, like, they're pretty formulaic, really. You know, it's like... True. But Star Wars, the Star Wars vibe is a much more kind of nuanced thing. And you really need people in charge who really have that vision of it, I think. And I think that's the main reason the Star Wars fan base has become so fractured and divided up to this point is because the movies are all just as fractured and divided. And so there's <laughs> a bit no. Best, really, aren't yeah, they? exactly. Yeah. No offense to them, because I do love Star Wars. A little bit of offense. So, <laughs> right. so in my opinion, Disney should just give the keys of Star Wars Universe to John Favreau and Taika Waititi because The Mandalorian is just so great and they really seem to get what makes Star Wars Star Wars. And. I have spoken. <laughs> okay, mic drop. <laughs> <laughs> right, well, we should all listen to Overlord Chris and, uh, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Thanks. Let us know what you thought and... Uh... Let us know how wrong we are. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So this week we're joined by special guest Maxwell Jenkins, who stars as... Will Robinson himself, Danger Will Robinson from Lost in Space. Indeed. Uh, and this was recorded back at New York Comic Con, which was a crazy moment for me and you. Um, and yeah, it's, uh, I think he's with another producer as well, um, but it's freaking Will Robinson. Pretty cool. So uh, yeah, really, really hope you enjoy. Um, season two of Lost in Space is currently on Netflix now, and it's really, really good if you like sci-fi and stuff. Loving it. Loving it, yeah. So uh, go check that out and enjoy the interview. Enjoy well, thank you for being here. We, we appreciate thank you for it. Us. Yeah. So, aside from what you've discussed during the panel, will there be more flashbacks or scenes involving the Resolute and what's going on there as well? Yes. So that's actually somebody answered incorrectly on the panel. Uh, Taylor was like, "Oh no." Um, yes. So there's actually uh, flashbacks. We get uh, some Doctor Smith, a little more Doctor Smith insight. Um, and uh, we'll get to further develop the relationship we saw in season one with um, her sister, Selma Blair. Um, it was great to have with us, and um, we wish her good health. Um, and uh, we will also see uh, uh, some flashbacks with uh, Judy and John. Oh, wow. So we'll see a little bit more about how that relationship Again. Yeah, so when we came into this season, one of the interesting things was looking at season one. Season one started and we're like, God, why do they have issues? Like, what was the thing that made her in the first episode already so, like, mad at him? Yeah. And we never got to really explore that. And so there's episode five, which is one of my favorites of the season. It's really personal. And they, we see 
we, we go back um, to them and sort of at various stages throughout their relationship and it ties into the story that they are in the, in the present day together and it's it's so awesome it's so good not to like be that guy who's like my show is so awesome <laughs> but like you know there are some kids you like better than others you know and that's what caused the exodus from Earth and what made that like, such an immediate need to leave? It actually was Max's guess that <laughs> yep. did it. It was Thanks his... Thanks for <laughs> the poop jokes. <laughs> Any poop joke you hear in Lost in Space is from Zach Esker. It's okay. They, uh... Oh, God, they're writing that down. Yes, um, yes, write that down. <laughs> write that down. It's recorded. How dare you? Put that in everything. Um, we will not sort of see any more like earth destruction but we will learn more about why and how ish I can say that ish um, we don't dive too much you know we don't want to be a heavy mythology show but we also know that you owe a little bit of nuggets along the way just to not just feel like you dropped a bomb in season one and said oh uh, hey, we stole alien technology and then like never address it. But you'll learn more about the dominoes that fell and cool nugget. Um, we learned in season one that um, Maureen traded something to get Will on board. There's a little scene in the pilot where she clearly gave something and someone said, okay, now you can, your son will now, we will allow him even though he's not really qualified. So we'll learn a little bit more about that. What was that that she, and with who? Um, Spoiler alert. Question for Max. Uh, the um, the Will Robinson character. Yes. I mean, you know, it's it's it, it's the line "Danger Will Robinson" for generations, for the past couple of decades. Someone, you could say "Danger Will Robinson," and even people who've never seen the show kind of know you know what it means and where it's from. That's so crazy. Yeah, and, and like, how do you how do you go about being I mean, even though the show different from the other past iterations, uh, but like Will Robinson is the heart. He's he's the audience. He's he's where we come in. At. How does it feel to have? I mean, it's kind of a big weight, but you know, to have that weight on your shoulders. You know, I mean, I. That's hard. You know, I feel like the reason that it's been such a rewarding experience is because of the people who I've been surrounded by. Uh, I've been surrounded by great writers, producers, and also cast me. members. <laughs> yes, and also Zach. Um, great people and Zach. Um, <laughs> I've also been surrounded um, by amazing fans. You know, they've really kept me grounded. They've, um, and on top of that, the original Will Robinson. Billy Moomy has. Uh, They're has, like awesome pals. Yes. So cool. Billy oh, wow. Moomy is one of my great friends, and I'm proud to say that. He's. He's given me insight on how it was for him when he was going through the same thing at the same age as me. Uh, he's given me advice. I've learned so much from him, and I'm super grateful that he's been a part of this with me. Is there anything that you want to do, Max, in, um, in let's just say, that may have happened in this upcoming season, in this season, or in a future season, that like uh, driving charity, doing something that the producers will allow you to do um well if there's one thing i want to do is the arm oh yeah okay that's actually a really good one um episode 10 
uh, of last season, I got shot in the arm by an alien robot. Spoiler alert. I should have said that before. Yeah, um, but it happened last season. They've already... You know, already yes, I'm just, I'm just making sure. Yeah, well, in case people haven't seen it. Yeah, you know. Um, and I really wanted my arm to turn into a robot arm so that I could have a bionic arm. Which would be really cool. Like once a week, he's like, "So are you guys doing the robot the arm, arm story thing? yet?" Or you guys are doing guys? the arm thing? Yeah, is that the like, season? He's always five pitching. Idea? Like, what if? <laughs> now I know I haven't said this before, but what if? Just saying, what if I was part robot? Also, if this continues to you know go forth and I become an adult and I'm still doing this, which would be really cool. Um, perhaps, possibly directing maybe something a little bit when I'm older. What's super cool is he loves all the, the, the camera cameras. crew. So he's always like hanging out with, with the camera crew and like trying to learn about cameras and they totally love him. Yeah. It's so cool. Like, I, I would want to be a director of photography maybe on like a or like shadow a director of photography and help out with that at if when I'm older on the show which would be really cool. So Zach. <laughs> <laughs> Aside from the robotic arm. Except for the robotic arm, yes. Which is priority number one. No, you one. cannot Let's be, be the camera operator for season three. Not season three. I'm saying, like, if there's, like, a season five, I'll be 18. No. Join the union. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Study. Do more, like, like work with them. Take, like, get, you know, take a summer job on a crew. Perfect. Great. Yes. Great. We have it on recording, so you got his promise. Verbal yes. commitment. Well, that's what my dad made me before. Uh, you know, I told him because he actually was a writer as well. And I, you know, when I, after he tried to discourage me from following in his footsteps, he then actually wouldn't let me until I had worked on a crew for a couple years. Um, because he said you have to know what it's like when you work tight exterior night. You need to know what it's like to like work that 12-hour day or night through the thing. So yeah, he was like, so go be on a crew for a couple years, and then we'll talk. All right, give me a couple years, then we'll talk. We will. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> Write that down. <laughs> Is there a particular aspect of the? Sh I mean, the show has everything: action, adventure, drama, comedy. Is there a particular aspect that appeals to you most? About, you know, yes, the fourteen-year-old part of me, fourteen-year-old sci-fi nerd, wants to say the action-packed robot fight scenes, but. <laughs> Really, the heart of the show is the family. Um, so if there's definitely a part of the show that, that appeals to me, it's the relationship of the Robinsons and Don West and Dr. Smith and all the other people who they interact with, like the robot and um, Sar, which is the evil robot. That's what we call him, second alien robot. Second alien robot. Um, it's just how they how the family reacts to different scenarios is what really interests me about the show. Yeah. The thing is, what's interesting is that there he has so much emotion in his in the way the robot moves and the lights in his face always to me convey so much. We were actually really worried in the beginning, like, how is this going to work? But Max, I actually remember the very first moment in season one when he saw the robot for the first time. It was like, and I was watching your face, and eyes lit up like Christmas morning, like this was 
the greatest thing he'd ever seen his entire in his entire life. And then the robot sort of stepped forward and like lunged, and he jumped back, and it was like in that one second you saw everything about Will and the robot in like reality, just based on because you at your core are Will Robinson. Um, you have this, you have a healthy fear and also a healthy love. Yeah, I. Yeah, I as mean, opposed to an unhealthy love, which is what some of the fans have for the world. Yes. <laughs> I, um, you know, growing up, I was obsessed with the Iron Giant. So seeing the robot, I was like, oh my gosh, this is, this is my childhood right in front of me. When some kids came into audition for the original Will Robinson, and we would actually talk to them about, you know, what robot stuff, and they'd be like, Transformers! And, you know, we're like, okay. And then he goes, Iron Giant, and we're like, that's Will Robinson. <laughs> you know, so... Time. So we asked you guys on Twitter what your top three films and TV shows were from 2019. So Chris, let's kick things off with yours, shall we? So you don't cheat reading everybody else's. <laughs> sure. So films? Films, right. Starting at the lowest rung. Okay, top number three. So I put Joker for number three. Really? Wow. Yeah, is that surprising to you? Yeah, definitely. Okay. Yeah, I think this is definitely one of the best DC movies in existence. Probably top two. Okay. DC movies. Yeah, I just really like that it makes the character so much more believable by showing his like struggles and connecting you with his story, you know? Yeah. You have to believe that there's some delusion in there. Right. Okay. But it's a result of what we've seen. Right. Right? So yeah. it's not it's not a false part of his character. Okay. If that makes sense. Yeah. That's what I see it anyway. Okay. For B <laughs> <laughs> Number two okay. I've put Captain Marvel. Well, what? Really? Do you not is that way off the mark? <laughs> uh, well, it's all, you know, personal, isn't it? It's all opinion. I enjoy it. It's a great movie, excellent okay. story, super empowering stuff. Mm. Yeah. Unless I'm remembering wrong, that's <laughs> okay. my B. Interesting. Okay. Your B. Okay. And The Big Reveal. The Big Reveal. Numero it, Uno. Endgame. Not surprising there, not right? Surprising. <laughs> I mean, it's uh, 10 years in the making. Yeah. Possibly one of the biggest crossover films there's ever going to be. Yeah, it's just a nice, strong final culmination to an epic series of films. Yes. I'm sorry I wasn't more interesting with my answers, <laughs> okay. but this is just how I see it. I'm they were all comic book joke. movies. In my yeah, opinion. I know. I wish I hadn't done that. But <laughs> okay, let's get let's get interesting then. Can TV. I put some honourable mentions? Oh yes, of course. Sorry. Please. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> I just want to, but you know, these were good films from okay. this year that I enjoyed. Yeah. Shazam. Oh yeah, Shazam. Yeah. Okay. That was this year, right? Yeah. Okay. It's scary. Spider-Man Far From Home. Oh, yes. Okay. Detective Pikachu. Oh, Detective Pikachu was good. Yeah. Ad Astra. Okay. Yeah. I enjoyed it. That's, That's nice, a nice mix, eh? Nice one mentions. Yeah. Interestingly, mostly comic <laughs> book, comic book and, films, uh, which yeah. is surprising for me, but yeah. Okay, TV then. <laughs> okay. So, C, Chernobyl. Loved it. Fair Just fine. excellent retelling of such a shocking event in world history, you know. Yeah, that we don't know enough about, really. Yeah. I felt just... like it was a bit of a history lesson at some points, which is terrible, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I always knew about it, but there's some details in there which mm. were really interesting. And, yeah. and just, you know, the whole, it's kind of scary to me. I don't like radiation. Mm. It's an invisible killer. Terrifying. <laughs> anyway, two, Mandalorian. Oh, Okay. Just excellent. These guys just get Star Wars, in my opinion, <laughs> yeah. and just just give just let them have it. Just give it to them. 
And number one, <laughs> Mr. Robot. <laughs> yeah. Well, Probably my favourite TV show of all time at this point. Looking forward to the inevitable rewatch. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Boom. You very much knew what you're... Okay. Do you have any honourable mentions for TV? I do. There's quite a few. Okay. Stranger <laughs> Things, Glow, Black Mirror, His Dark Materials, The Boys, Chilling Adventures of Sabrina... And Handmaid's Tale. Wow. <laughs> Just a couple of things. And probably more, which <laughs> yeah. I haven't remembered. True. Gold Rush. Gold you know, Rush. Deadliest Catch. No. Pfft. You know, Gold Rush. The other one, what's the, the white you water one? Get, okay. Okay. <laughs> Bearing sea gold yeah. as well. Well, the gold ones aren't those. <laughs> right. <laughs> My turn? Your turn. Okay. Tell us your movies. Do we start with TV or film? Do, do, uh, this is film. Okay, film. So... Coming in at third position, Book Smart. Yeah, I really liked this film. I thought, start to finish, I yeah, just I couldn't stop it laughing. Too. It was so good. I feel like it kind of resonated as well. I liked how it kind of, it was, um, you know, portrayed from two women and yeah. and it gave you a little bit of a different aspect on, I just liked how, you, you know, you get the college fraternity sort mm. of films, whereas this was, they were coming from, they were kind of nerdy, right? And then yeah. they were like, everyone else has got into uni and they didn't, you know, they didn't study sort of thing. <laughs> We're going to go wild sort yeah. of thing. And it was just just so much fun. I loved it so much. So coming in at number two, number two. any guesses? Sure. Uh, Spider-Man. No. no. Knives Out. Interesting. So this is Rian Johnson's Who Done It, Cluedo-esque thing. One, so. You have not seen this. We'll, we'll definitely need to watch <laughs> it when it comes on to like Amazon or yeah. Netflix or whatnot. Um, I just had so much fun with this. It was a little bit long. That's the only downside of okay. it. But just, you don't get these films very much, do you? It was like Primero and kind of taking the mick out of that genre. And it's, I just, I love like Who Done It, like trying to work it yeah, out. I thought sure. I had it halfway through and then it was like, oh no. <laughs> um, and I love Daniel Craig and his, um, his accent, you know, like the deep south. It was just so funny. And also Chris Evans swearing and just really, really enjoying not being Captain America. Uh, yeah, just fantastic. Really, really loved it. And in Number first one. place, it can't not be Avengers Endgame. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> uh, slightly predictable, but same reasons as you. Combination of 10 years filmmaking, and it was just so emotional and such good moments. And and we went and saw it with like Jack and the Geek Stalk and they're chatting as well. Yeah. And I kind of feel like that added made a little it, bit of... Made it a bit more special. Yeah. yeah. So they were then my top three films from 2019. Um, I've put notable mentions. Uh, we got Ford versus Ferrari, brackets Lee Man 66. Yes. I thought that was fantastic. Uh, yeah, I should have mentioned that one. You should have mentioned that one. Uh, Marriage Story. I know at the time I was a bit I like, mm, I thought it was very good. Yeah. Um, Joker. Yes. I've also put uh, Rocket Man. I thought Rocket Man was really, really good. Yes. That's um, true. And yeah, I, it deserves much more than. Uh, the Queen film quite, I think. Okay. And then uh, I put in brackets because annoying release dates. They've been released in America, but not in the UK. Uh, Jojo Rabbit in 1917. They'd also right. be very much on my list. Cool. So TV. TV? Um, uh, so coming up at number three is Mr. Robot. Okay. Sorry. But it's no, made it's the top on, three. It's on your list. Top three. That's exciting. I didn't <laughs> yeah, expect that's that, exciting. Really? Yeah. Oh, I just think because this is the end, you know, it really gave yeah. it some gravitas and True. it was just, it was very well done. I like how they did like a two part ending and it just, it came, kind of came full circle and they did a switcheroo again and it was just all the stuff I loved about Mr. Robot and they managed to, yeah. You're right, yeah. yeah. Uh, number two, Chernobyl. Two. Chernobyl. It's Again, honest, fantastic it? HBO drama. Um, and then coming in at number one, 
Can you guess what it is yet? Mandalorian. Watchmen. Watchmen. You forgot Watchmen, Chris. No, I've put that in a number four, oh, but did I didn't you? mention oh, it. No. <laughs> it's probably, yeah. It's like <laughs> yeah. super close okay. to the top, but yeah, yeah. yeah. Just... I'm not just saying that. It's literally on my list. Can you confirm? <laughs> oh, watch out. Uh, yeah, it is on his list, number four. There you go. Okay. I haven't just made that up last moment. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, that is great, yeah. Yeah. It's just... interesting that you didn't put Mandalorian on your list, then. I, well, I thought for a well, moment we were going to end up with the same the list, essentially, though. <laughs> Notable mentions. Mandalorian. Top of the list, sure. Yeah, Fleabag Season 2. Oh, uh, the Witcher. Umbrella Academy. Witcher. I forgot about Witcher. Okay. <laughs> Umbrella Academy, yeah, the boys as well. That was great. Yeah. Um, there was something else that you said that I thought, oh yeah, that was really good. No, Trilling uh, Adventures, of Sabrina. Nah. Handmaid's Tale. Handmaid's Tale. Yeah. Yeah, that was fantastic. So much good TV. Uh, but yeah, Watchmen. It just it kind of blew everything else out the water. Really, it was just so just so bonkers and out there, but also just fantastic and it kept me guessing that whole entire way through and I love the way how okay, I was listening to a big interview with Damon Lindelof and I thought it was fascinating how he said he watched um Westworld and he thought everybody guessed on Reddit yeah. what the actual you know the whole switcheroo was yes. with the man in black yeah. and he was like I'm gonna put the mystery right at the start and say who actually killed him and then you're gonna find out how right. this kind of yeah, happened yeah. and I was like that's a really good way of looking at it. And I think it, they just staged it really well. And there were so many yeah, it layers it a different to it. Thing and... Because it, it takes the pressure of you kind of worrying about it. Yeah. Whereas with Westworld, it's the whole thing is like trying to figure out what's going on. You know? Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's a different approach than that, I suppose. And then just the first two episodes, I wasn't like hugely keen on it from those two, but... I, they were just so shocking and just... First episode was really shocking. No idea yeah. about this horrific thing that happened in America and how that kind yeah. of brought it to the forefront and just such great acting. And uh, they, I feel like they really knitted it well into, you know, the comic book and the film. And yeah, I just, I just think, yeah, fantastic. And I kind of... Do you think they should do a second season? Or do you think they should change it up a bit? I mean, with the same characters or... I feel like it's, it's one and done. It's all... Very nicely. I think that story is wrapped up. I think yeah. you can have some of the same characters. I mean, the thing that's teased right at the end would be a cool thing to have. Uh, true. <clears throat> yeah. And um, maybe it could be a generation on. Like, like, these guys that were in this one are now the old superheroes. Mm. And now yeah. we've got a new generation. Like, because that, that's kind of how they did this one, right? It was, yeah. You had the old guys and then you got the new guys. True. And maybe you could do that again. <laughs> maybe. Just keep going down the line. Yeah. I don't know. Something like that. But, um... Yeah, that was definitely a close four for me. Mm. Oh, also film. Sorry, I forgot to say Shazam, Detective Pikachu, same as you. Uh, I thought they were really fun. Really like those two as well. So, shall we go to you guys over on Twitter? Let us. So, Jack and the Geekstock at Jack Geekstock said it's got to be Endgame, Watchmen, and The Mandalorian. Predictable, but there you go. I wish the Rise of Skywalker was better. Ooh. Mm. Uh, they've, been, they've then gone on to say, okay, let's do the TV. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, TV, number what I'm one. for his list, guys. Come on. Yeah, come on, <laughs> guys. Uh, we've got number one, The Mandalorian. Number two, yes. Watchmen. Yes. Number three, Chernobyl. Ooh, okay. very, play, very, play. Good, very yeah. good list. Uh, film, we've got Endgame. Two, Joker. Three and glass. Glass. Interesting. Mm. Hmm. Very, very good. That was a very kind of uh, divisive. divisive Yeah. Yeah, hard to argue with those. Fantastic. Yep, good list. Uh, Next up, we got Nurse Chatting at Nurse Chatting who said Movies, Endgame, The Rise of Skywalker, Spider Man Far From Home. And then TV, Chernobyl, Watchmen, and then Game of Thrones, just for the closure aspect of it. 
Ooh, yeah, that's fair. Uh... Need to listen to these guys' reviews, both of them, checking yeah. Stalker and those chains, because now we've kind of talked about it. No, we, we can, can talk about you. You're, you're <laughs> allowing me to listen to them. <laughs> <laughs> I don't allow myself. I don't <laughs> okay. want to copy everyone's ideas, True. but yeah. Um, they then went to say, actually, you can remove Game of Thrones and replace it with The Mandalorian. <laughs> sure, <laughs> nice. sure. Um, yeah, we won't go into Game of Thrones, but... Yeah. <laughs> but I will. <laughs> but yes. Uh, next up, we've got Marcus. I mean, sorry. Fantastic, fantastic list. I feel like they're going to be quite similar, right? Yeah, I feel like there's going to be a lot of overlap here. Hmm. Sure. I mean, because they're just so so good. Uh, so next up, we've got Marcus at the Marco Guy who said movies, knives out, tick, yes. John Wick Chapter 3. Oh my gosh, I forgot about this. Yeah. Um, and Endgame. And then for TV, Line of Duty Season 5. Chernobyl and Doom Patrol. Whoa, interesting. Mm. There's some there's some interesting ones here. I mean, yeah. I really like John Wick, but I felt Chapter 3 was a little bit disappointing, honestly. Okay. But fair play. <laughs> it's Keanu Reeves as John Wick. What more do you want? <laughs> Line of Duty, this is one you watched, isn't yes. it? Yes. You didn't, you didn't rate that? Um. Well, the thing... <laughs> I was a bit one of those people who kind of jumped on it because everyone else was watching it and didn't really watch the rest of the series. Right. So it didn't really have that same impact uh, okay. for me. Uh, okay. But I can understand how, you know, week by week it was very tense. You're trying to work out who, who the mole was and stuff. So, yeah. And Doom Patrol, that's an interesting Doom one. Patrol, we need to finish that. Well, I need to finish you it. You, you. I uh, <laughs> couldn't get into it. No, it's just a bit too out there. Like, I like out there things, but this was... It was just too out there for you. <laughs> Maybe. It was out there in a different way. <laughs> right. A different direction of out there. Okay. 90 just... degrees. <laughs> right. Or something. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but thank you so much for sending your list in. Thanks, Marcus. And next up we've got I Am Jack's Musings at I Am Jack's Musings who said, for films, Avengers Endgame, Deadpool the movie. Oh, Deadpool, sorry. Deadwood the movie. It's quite different. Uh, very yeah. different, yeah. And uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which I still need to see, actually. Yeah. Talk about that. We've um, kind of just assumed that it's a bit pretentious and not for <laughs> yeah, us, haven't we? But, sorry. We, should uh, but we should give it a go, definitely. Yeah. We should be more open-minded. So what is Deadwood? Uh, so Deadwood's the TV show, um, you know, with um, oh, right. the guy from... Oh, it's the movie. Yes, I know. Um, the, so it was a TV show and oh, right, they sure, made sure. like a, a movie about it, you know, like okay. Sensei, what they did. They yeah, did yeah. There. Like a fin- like a finishing. Yeah, I think so. Sure. Okay. Cool. Uh, for TV, we've got Watchmen. Brackets also the finest piece of pop culture this decade. Mm. Well, yeah, I agree statement. with that. Bold statement. Uh, Afterlife, which was the Ricky Gervais Netflix show. Yeah, that was which, good. Yeah, that was really good. Oh, I forgot. I'm sorry. Carry on. Uh, the Mandalorian as well. Mm. Amazing, amazing list there. Very definitely very hard to to fault that. Um, I forgot Good Omens. Good Next up, we got Claire Payne at Gotham Night Claire, who's their top three films Shazam, The Lion King, and Rocket Man. Brackets really tough, as I have enjoyed many. And then for top three television, we got Gotham, Swamp Thing, and Peaky Blinders. Again, so much great TV in 2019. Interesting. Claire's going for some quite different ones. Yeah. I need to watch more Peaky Blinders. I Yeah, you've just reminded me. <laughs> As she also went on to say, I also thought Jessica Jones season three ended really well. Yep, definitely yep. agree with that one. Watchmen is fantastic, and The Witcher. I did enjoy Star Wars: The Rise of Skywalker too. Ooh, yeah, fair play, fair play. Yeah. Next up, we got Matthew Fisher, Couch Potato underscore MVP, who said, "Oh, got a good list going on here." <laughs> nice. uh, top three movies. We got one, The Irishman. Oh, oh, we need to, we need to stick this one out, don't we? <laughs> mm, it's just not for me. It's. Genre we find difficult. Yeah, I don't... It's the genre for me. But yeah, fair play. Uh, Number two, we've got The Lighthouse, which 
I'm hoping we get to see soon. <laughs> this is one that you want to watch like, tonight or something, isn't it? Well, maybe not tonight, but soon, yeah. Okay. Uh, we got, and then number three, Knives Out. Yeah, great yeah, list. Bad, I'm very it? intrigued to see The Lighthouse. I've heard such interesting things about Nicola it. Nicola just made me watch the trailer. Yeah, it crazy. you were like, what is this? <laughs> it looks a bit scary or something, I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah, I think they kind of go a bit crazy. Um, well, that's the impression I get. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And top three shows, we got number one, Watchmen. Number two, Chernobyl. And number three, The Mandalorian. Hold on, Ooh. let us just check. Oh, yeah. <laughs> is that your list uh, well your list. kind of swap the Mandalorian for Mr. Robot and I think that would be oh, my yeah, list exactly. yeah exactly. I, it was difficult though I was like Mr. Robot Mandalorian so oh, much good TV yeah really really good but I fantastic list there Matthew thank you very much thank you next up we've got 20th Century Geek underscore pod at 20th Century Geek who said film Endgame Rocketman and Knives Out very okay. strong choices yep. there very strong choices TV Good Omens ah there we go uh, the, the boys, boys. Good, and good unbelievable. Ooh, unbelievable. 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 I don't know. Hold the phone. It was the one we really enjoyed, um, but was very sad uh, on Netflix. You know the, the detective one with the lady uh, and the rape. Ooh. Yeah, that was good. That was very good though. Some amazing choices there. Thank you very much. Next up, we got Jim Bob Squarepants at Vintage DT, who said TV, Chernobyl, Watchmen, and The Witcher. Oh. Bold, nice, love it. Uh, and then we've got for films, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Joker and Endgame. Oh, okay, kind of like yours. Yeah, lots yeah. of overlap for both of us. Really. Yeah, definitely. Um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood didn't make our lists. <laughs> we need to watch that, we really do. Shame on us, shame. <laughs> and I completely forgot about The Witcher, but yeah, it's good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fantastic list there, thank you very much. Uh, next up we got Paul Atwood Pennywise Lives at Paul's Full House he said I would say It Chapter 2 oh yeah that was also good You currently on Netflix and I have to say the best crossover ever Crisis on Infinite Earth mm. <laughs> I feel like that's kind of going against the whole end game thing right <laughs> right <laughs> I like it I did I have enjoyed the crisis crossover so far actually you didn't even mention it oh I did not <laughs> oh, okay sorry my bad <laughs> Ooh, yeah <laughs> shake my fist <laughs> uh, next up we've got Robert at that Robster he said I'm going for one Watchmen two The Witcher and three The Walking Dead all W's what a coincidence oh is it mm. I do feel like he's changed his list but it's like answering somewhere else so I'm really sorry Rob if we can't find that <laughs> Chris do you want to get do you want to get on that while More I mission. <laughs> and next we've got James Stone at Stone J 666 he said top three films Avengers Spider-Man Far From Home and Joker the top list there uh, I forgot Spider-Man Far From Home Oh, it's because you said it. I mentioned so I was like, it. Yeah. yeah, you mentioned it. Uh, top three I'm TV. I'm not surprised about that because you love Spider-Man, don't you? I do, yeah. So. I mean, definitely. We went on a bit. Oh, I went on a bit, on a bit of a splurge and um, picked up all the Marvel films and I was yeah. like, Spider-Man! Uh, top three TV, The Boys. It's very strong. I really enjoyed that one. I thought that was great. Umbrella Academy, again, very, very good. Hope we, we get in the season two, aren't we, soon, I believe? I believe so, yeah. And Watchmen. Oh, fantastic list. Thank you very much, James. And then last up, we got Neil Vag at Neil Vag, who said, for me, film three, Endgame, two, 1917, it counts. We saw it in 2019, right? <laughs> <laughs> and one, Joker. Yes, very, very strong list there. Nice. Agreed. Uh, TV is way too hard to pick a top three, so... <laughs> <Just nothing> <laughs> <missed>. <laughs> we got Titans, Watchmen, Crisis, exclamation mark, exclamation mark, exclamation mark. 
an exclamation mark, sorry, full. Uh, Star Trek Discovery, Doom Patrol, Harley Quinn, Wild Aquan to Jeff Goldblum, oh, and so many more. You forgot Wild Jeff Goldblum. We haven't even watched any more of that yet. I know, we, we do need to. Disney, yeah. you need to release Disney Plus. Yeah. <laughs> Did you find Robert's other answers? No. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> After all that. I don't know what I'm doing. It's Twitter. Sorry, Rob. You'll have to let us know. <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll correct your list in a future episode. No, we won't. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. You're stuck, mate. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, thank you, everyone, for sending in your top lists. I mean, it's very evident that, you know, there's some quality stuff out there. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and a lot of us have picked the same sort of thing. So if you haven't watched it, clearly recommendations are right there. Right? I think TV is at the point where it's reaching, like, film level. Yeah, quality, definitely. You know, so very cool. Thank you so much for listening, guys, uh, to the last podcast of 2019. Crazy, crazy. Hope you all have a fantastic New Year's Eve and New Year's Day. If you'd like to get in touch with us in any way, shape or form to let us know your thoughts on The Rise of Skywalker and your top uh, TV and film from 2019, how do they go about doing that then, Chris? We're most active on Twitter. Yes, you can find us forward slash with HogPod. Mm-hmm. Also, we have a HogPod on Facebook and Instagram. Yeah. And um, we have a website. We have hog.co.uk where you can check out Nicola's lovely writings. Indeed. Cool. So what are going to be discussing in the next episode in 2020? So there's kind of quite a few things coming up, really, isn't there? On New Year's Day, we've got Jojo Rabbit, which is fantastic. Go and check that one out. Um, we got 10th of January coming, 1917. Uh, 17th of January, got Lowe's, Bombshell, Bad Boys for Life, Waves, which I've seen, which is pretty good. Yes, I mean, Bad Boys will probably be the one after, assuming we figure out our strategy. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> our schedule. Probably 1917, what do you think? Yeah, definitely. Because that'll be out just sort of, yeah, in sort of two weeks' time-ish. So that makes sense to me. Cool, so go and check that out, and Jojo Rabbit, on the New Year's Day, if you're looking for something to watch. Uh-huh. And yeah, see you, uh, see you on the other side, guys. Yes. 2020, new decade, what? Yeah, happy New Year. Terrifying. Happy New Year, yeah. Hope to see you next time. Bye. Bye.